0: Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Michelle Inay, and you're tuned into Christ Over Culture, the podcast for Christian Millennials. Happy Wednesday. I'm bringing you a fun and special interview today featuring award winning worship artist, Casey J. Now, you may recognize Casey from her debut album, The Truth, which featured her number one breakout song, Fill Me Up. Now, Casey is back with her sophomore album called The Gathering. Featuring her current single, If God. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Casey about the inspiration for the album and to get to know her as an artist and a person better. She's kind, she loves God, she loves people, and she loves sharing the Word of God with people in non traditional settings, which is something we know, love, and appreciate here at Christ Over Culture. So, without further ado, I bring you my interview with Casey J. I hope you enjoy it. Casey J is in the building, ladies I and gentlemen. Am here. <laughs> I know you have a hectic schedule. So yeah, thank you no, for it's all good. Us. Thank you. Well, Casey, your sophomore album, The Gathering, is out now. It is. It is. How does it feel? I always, people always ask that it's. I think as a
1: songwriter, a song carrier, like we're so committed to the process. Mm-hmm. By the time that the product is out, we're like, eh. <laughs> like because it's 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 been two years in the making. So wow. I think by the time we get here, we're like, okay, we're we're good. So so I'm at peace about it, which I'm which I'm happy about.
0: Yeah. Well, I love the album. I Thank had a you. chance to listen to it, and I really loved uh, the gathering. Yeah. And it just made me think about how important community. Yeah. is throughout this process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And It was two years in the making. Yeah. How has community helped shape you and especially this album, getting the project from start to finish? Yeah. How has your community played a role in that?
1: I, I think for me, um, I'm my only child. Mm-hmm. So I think my default is to do it by yourself and with yourself alone in a corner. Um, and so for me, engaging people, whether it be directly with working on the project or even engaging other people's opinions um, has really been a stretch. Um, one thing that we did in this for this particular recording that was unique is that instead of having like guest artists or somebody come and sing on a song. Um, I invited about fifty people to a farm outside of Atlanta. So we recorded the whole thing outside. Wow. So every voice that you hear on the record are everyone who was there that night just singing and responding in worship. And so I think like it's really dope to instead of having individuals as like the highlight, like the community of what happened in that evening is really the 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 sound of the record.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's so beautiful. I mean, the fact that you can just go into authentic worship yeah. like that outside entrance, yeah. it doesn't matter it was dope. and it's a project that can be shared with the world that's beautiful Thank and you. it's got you know it's like it's something different which I think is great and um, it has kind of this eclectic vibe oh well, <laughs> I appreciate it well Casey you won the stellar award for new artist of the year and um, you are the recipient of 11 stellar nominations how has that changed your life in any way
1: I think about um, recognition and and what that means inside of our industry, as you may or may not know, like the platforms for uh, our music to be recognized are getting smaller and smaller. Um, Even if you think about the Grammys and things like that, like we're knocking off (laughs) categories. So in that way, I think that having platforms that really celebrate gospel music are amazing. But I think personally, I try not to put a lot of weight on things like that. Um, Because the truth is that next year there was another new artist of the year. And then the year after that, there was somebody else. And so I think if we pursue awards and accolades, that's kind of a moving target. Mm -hmm. So it may be us one year and it may not be us another year. And so for me, I've tried to set my eyes on goals that I believe that are God ordained. And then other things where other people recognize me are just kind of like, oh, that's cool. Um, And I accept it and I'm excited about it. But it's not something that shapes what it is I do or how it is. I do what it feels like, what I feel like I'm called to. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I can definitely relate to that. So I was actually talking with the producer of our show, CrossOver uh-huh. Over Culture, and I said, you know, one thing that I hadn't really noticed before on the Grammys this year is I didn't really see like gospel artists have like their own solo spot on the show. Of course, you know, Yolanda Adams was great, but she mm-hmm. was a part of a tribute. But I'm like, okay, all these other artists, you know, who a lot of us love, they get their own spots. Where are the gospel artists? I mean, I, I think I think there's it, it's difficult. So in we are
1: in what I like to call like this sort of microcosm. So what is important to us or what is our culture is really about two percent of the music industry. Yeah. I, <laughs> and I think we don't sometimes wrap our minds around that because for us, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent. Um, and so I think uh kind of even with through what you're doing here, like it's important for us to create. Um, platforms on mainstream, with mainstream access for what we know to be the gospel. Because if not, we're always going to be the people that are on the pre-shows. We're always going to be the people that are like, I think they were there. (laughs) They were in the back on the right-hand corner. Um, And so I think it's important, and I don't believe it's important just for... kind of posterity's sake or just to be like, oh, I I got an award. But I believe that that's the mission of the word. That's the mission of the gospel, to go to the places that the name of God is not known, Mm -hmm. to go to the places where his grace is not necessarily being articulated exclusively or articulated (laughs) consistently and be able to share that. Um, And I believe that we are called to those platforms. Like I, I always struggle when people are like that gospel music is only for the church and when people go to places that are not necessarily considered church spaces, how they are demonized, when I believe that that is the gospel.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do too. And that's where I really see Christ over culture and exactly why I love to have artists like you on the platform, mm-hmm. because I really believe that we need more platforms and yeah. spaces like this, especially for young adults, for millennials. Yeah, yeah. Like, I truly believe that we have a space in this culture Mm -hmm. to bring these conversations to the media. That's why we're on Apple Podcasts. That's why we're on Spotify. And so I, you know, I have to tell you, I love a good, like, bop in my car.
1: Ah! And so I just (laughs) found out what
0: bop meant about two
1: weeks ago. (laughs) Somebody posted on Instagram, like, it's a bop. And I was like... What was it? What do we mean by this? Is a bop a good thing? It's a good so thing. I'm here. I'm. I got it down. Yes. I feel like I'm a little old, but I got it. <laughs> no, you're good
0: now. Some people may be like me, and they might like a little ratchet bop, but we also it's like all good. But we also like a little gospel bop. I got it. Now, for those of us now, I and I've said this on my podcast before. Mm-hmm. I sometimes have struggled kind of getting into worship music and mm-hmm. getting into gospel music. It's yeah. Like, oh, but this is like. The type of music I like. I like hip hop and R&B. Yeah. So for us who might be wanting like a great worship album like The Gathering or great worship music. Yeah. Yeah. From your perspective, why is it important that we have worship music as a part of our Apple music playlist? Yeah. So I think I think there's two things. I think there's a practical side and
1: there's a spiritual side and they sort of intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us know how much music influences our psyche, right? Yeah. So we can listen to something and not even realize the radio is on, and then we hear the song again and we find ourselves knowing the words, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you may not even like Cardi B, but you just been so like
0: it's inundated. Like the liminal, like, it is.
1: It's, It is. And so that is also true when we digest things that are the word so that when we hear them, whether it be subliminally or we hear that, you know, intentionally, that once we hear it again, our mind and our spirit connects with that. Mm. And so I think we have to be intentional about what it is we feed ourselves because it does come up. It does come back out Mm. and it may come back out in the way we behave. It may come back out in the way that we think. It definitely comes back out in the way that we speak. And so we have to be intentional about what it is we are listening and feeding ourselves. Um, One of my friends texted me, called me and was telling me that she was having these pretty like vivid, terrible dreams. And the first thing I asked her is like, what are you watching when you go to sleep? Like, what are you watching when you're not necessarily watching it? Does that make sense? Like you just turn the TV on. And I think the same thing is true about what we hear. It it starts to literally be ingested into our body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and our bodies start to have actual responses to it. And so if we as millennials and as Christian creatives are intentional about knowing the word of God, then we have to be digesting the word of God. And I think we don't just do that by opening up Psalms and like laying the Bible, I felt like this big thud and you slapped the Bible on your desk. Yeah. Like that's a great way and you should absolutely open your word, but you should also do it by the things that you listen to musically and sonically. So I think that is one of the most important things. And then I think that if a lot of times people sort of dissonically, what happens with Christian music, that it's not necessarily well-developed and it's not sometimes like as polished or whatever. Um, and if you are into music and you feel like you have... Everybody has opinions, but you feel like, yo, it could be better. Sometimes what we are uh, sort of concerned about or what bothers us is what we're called to. So if you feel like it should be better, maybe you're called to do it better. Wow. Um, And so if you're not exposed to those things, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now tell us a little bit about the project. Do you have any... Favorite songs, this is question. But anywhere it's like, yes, or like on a good day, you listen to this song, or yeah. on a bad day, you listen to this song. <laughs> so I, this is so
1: weird. I, okay, so people who cook maybe can understand this. Like you cook, and then by the time it's time to eat, you're not hungry anymore. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's you it. let it go. It's like, yes. it is what it but, is. But so so the, the overall um, inspiration behind the gathering is this verse in Acts 4, and it says that after they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together became shaken Mm. and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they walked away speaking the word of God with boldness. And I think all of us, particularly millennials, whether you your context is church or not, we sometimes read things in scripture and we think about it as like a historical anecdote.
0: Like an Yeah, like,
1: oh, that's something that happened. Good for them. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Acts 4 is like a promise. Like it's a present promise that every single time that we gather together, whether it be digitally like we're doing now, whether it be in person, that the Holy Spirit is intentional about revealing himself mm. when we're ready to see him. Um, and so I think for me, the record is sort of, three sections. The first section we call the invitation, which is really just saying, Holy Spirit, we are here and we want to encounter you and you're welcome in this space. I think it's one thing to be like, it's like if if I invite you over my house, I'd be like, you know, if you you ain't busy, you can come through. Mm -hmm. Like That's one thing. But Mm -hmm. to be like, hey, I really want you to come on Tuesday is a totally different thing. And I think sometimes when we gather, we sort of give the Holy Spirit, the former, which is like, I mean, you can come through if you 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 want. Yeah, and I think there's another thing about being intentional. Like, if you're not here, this isn't even important. Yeah. So you're the number one intention. So I think the first couple of songs, including the song you mentioned, Mm -hmm. The Gathering Mm -hmm. is a part of that. And then the second section we call Storytelling. Um, which I, I grew up in the Baptist church. We had like testimony service and people would get up and be like, I had gout in my knee. And <laughs> the Lord, I don't really know what gout is. Let's I do there. there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but people had gout in their knee or something and then the Lord healed it and it was great. And so people would get up and say all of these testimonies and I think they're all inside of scripture, these it's author- stories.
0: It's arthritis. It's it, arthritis. It's a form of arthritis caused by They should have just girl. said I got the author.
1: In the blood. Why would they
0: say gout? Yes. Okay, that's our joint area.
1: Thank you for your Googling. <laughs> but <laughs> the second part is just storytelling. And I think mm. there's amazing stories in scripture that need to be told. Mm. And if the end of the stories are all the same, that God is good. He's always been good. He'll always be good. Yes. And so we did a, a number of songs um, with that. And then the last section is what we call the response. I believe that anytime you encounter the spirit of God, that it should evoke some type of change, some type of response, where it be audible, whether it be in your behavior, in your thinking. Um, And so for us, we kind of created a group of songs, and one of them that I love called Adopted, uh, that talks about, like, we understand... Because I think there are concepts that are common to church people that are really either strange or weird to people who are not in church. Yeah. So if you say, like, the spirit of adoption, yeah. that, like, sounds like a ghost that comes and snatches you out your mama's house in the middle of the night like, what is and, that? like, puts you in <laughs> another film, the spirit of adoption. Like, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. But if you say... People understand adoption just yeah. in regular life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you can make those connections, I think it's really, really important. Um, And so for me, I think adopted is an amazing sort of... um. Continuation of the the response section. Um, I have a song called "Resting Place," which is an old hymn that I learned when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we sort of sped up and did and yeah. did a a twist on. That's a part of the storytelling. And I think the gathering is a really good, a really good um, sort of a part that's indicative of the of the invitation. We have gathered here together with the one agenda. And it is you alone, one agenda. And it is you alone, one agenda.
0: If you haven't already, and check out Casey Jay's new album, alone. The Gathering. Now, my favorite song, as I mentioned, is The Gathering, but I also love one word in everything I do. I love one word because it really makes me feel that heaven and earth are all on one accord, worshiping God alone, who is holy. And I love everything I do because it's a celebration of full surrender to God and doing what he calls us to do. What are some of your favorite songs? Check out our Instagram stories at Christover Culture and let us know. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, let's get back into the interview. No, here at Christ over culture, we believe, like, as you mentioned, the two aren't mutually exclusive, kind of the spirit side yeah. culture. Now, are there things that you might do either on a daily basis or weekly basis that kind of keeps you focused on God, even in the midst of today's culture?
1: Absolutely. I think um, one thing that I've really become passionate about that was controversial that I didn't know was controversial. Story of my life. Mm -hmm. Tattoos, you're going to hell. Oh, for real? I didn't know. I already Mm -hmm. got five. Mm -hmm. So, like, (laughs) that's literally my story all the time. Um, But one thing that I'm really, really um, passionate about is meditation. Um, Whether that be... um, There's all forms of it. Some people do it through yoga. Some people do it through all kinds of things. Um, And so, for me, um, I think about where the word says that we should be meditating day and night. Um, And for some reason, we've taken that word and that concept... And somehow made it carnal and made it, <laughs> and made it so terrible. Um, But I think that the things that we do in our morning time and the things that we do when we're taking care of our physical body are an act of worship. Yes. And so for me, I practice yoga daily. Um, I go to a studio. Sometimes I'm at home. Even when I'm on the road, sometimes I take a mat with me. And so for me, it's like moving devotional. I mean, I do yoga to the Lord's Prayer sometimes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and so for me... Um, because I think sometimes we, we build up the spirit negating that the spirit walks around in a physical form, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like, that's like having a car and we only clean up the engine and we just let people run into the side of our, (laughs) of the body of the car. Um, and so for me, it's like what makes my spirit well is that I carry it around well in a well body. Um, and I do that through the way that I think, I do that through the way that I move my body, through the things that I eat. Um, and so all of those things for me help me stay not just spirit minded, because there are people that are spiritually astute and they're physically sick. Yes. People that are spiritually astute and they are emotionally unwell. Mm-hmm. People that are spiritually strong and they are mentally weak. Um, and I don't believe that that's the call of Christ. I believe that He desires for us to experience wholeness holistically. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I pursue that in every single way that I can in every single day, not just reading scripture, but not eating burgers every day. Junk
0: food. Yeah, but it's so good. It's like and it's like everything. For me, I'm the same way. It's like everything in moderation. But I think about it, we have an event um where we have like a fitness boot camp, right? Okay. And so a lot of times I never really thought about fitness and faith together, mm-hmm. but God calls us to take care of our temple. As Absolutely. you said, that's inside and outside. Yeah. So we do things like that that seem kind of unorthodox, but it's like, no, this God wants us to be well and whole on the inside out. So, Casey, we have some listener questions. Okay. Let's if go. you're excited, I'm nervous. We have some folks that <sighs> want to know a little bit more about you. Don't ask anything <laughs> weird. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, should I like? Should we pray over it first? Or? Lord. Okay. <laughs> That's a question. In case you can answer, and if not, toss it to the side and answer another one. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. No. All good. Have you struggled with an addiction? Only God could help you through. Mm. I think we all. I think we have addictive natures. Um, I think what those forms of addiction are are varied from person to person. I think when we say that, it's like crack. Like, no, you can be addicted to things other than cocaine. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah. um, I think for me, sometimes, um, especially when I first started, I was really, really conscious of how I was received like very, very conscious of what people thought when I walked into a room. And this was after I was filled with faith, after I was doing ministry full-time. I was acutely aware of how people would perceive me when I walked into a room to the point that it would start to govern my behavior, it would start govern my thought process. Even if I went somewhere to do ministry, I would shape shift that ministry for whoever the listener was in a way for me that was unhealthy. Because what it was really saying was, I would rather have their approval than to be doing what I know God has called me to do. And I believe that is addiction, people pleasing, and wanting people to approve what God has already affirmed in you. Like, is an actual addiction. You will find yourself doing some of the dumbest things. Like, it's like when we see people who are on drugs, and we're like, man, man like you just stole silver out your mama's house. That's stupid. Like, and we think about it like that is so dumb. But you just put on an outfit that you don't really like hoping that people that don't even know you would approve you. That's stupid too. Yes. And so I think, um, I think it's a consistent thing. Like most people that deal with addiction... They, like, talk about the fact that they're on their journey of sobriety. And I think I'm always on my journey of sobriety of wanting people's approval for what I already know God has affirmed for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same way that someone who struggles with alcoholism or drugs has to, like, take it day by day and make, <laughs> and make like, confessions daily and make daily decisions, sometimes hourly decisions, sometimes second-by-second second decisions, mm-hmm. I have to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it has... I think just like any other addiction, if you're not careful, if you do not cultivate what it takes to really combat that, it'll sneak back up on you. You'll find yourself sitting in a bar <laughs> if you're an alcoholic and you'll find yourself sitting in a conversation, shape-shifting for whoever you're listening to, whoever is is listening to you. Um, and so for me, it's a daily thing. Um, and the root of it is is really being clear about what God has said about me, being really, really clear about what God has called me to and learning through that what I should say yes to but also learning what I can say no to Mm. because there are some things that are good that are just not for me because it's not what I'm called to yeah so I don't have to go to every church I don't have to sing at every event I don't have to speak at every podcast I don't have to do all of those things because I'm not called to everything Mm -hmm. and if I'm not careful I'll just say yes to everything and we think that because it is it is good that it's God and that's not that's (laughs) not necessarily true True. Right, we are all called to specific mountains of influence. And when you're standing on somebody else's mountain, whether it's a good mountain or not, you're taking up somebody's spot. And so when you just start saying yes to everything, it's like, yo, there's some things you're supposed to say no to because it's somebody else's mountain. Yeah. And so for me, learning that has really kind of helped with the people pleasing. I don't have to tell everybody yes. I'm I'm called to to me a very clear and narrow path Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I (laughs) I had to deal with that even in starting this podcast like how would I be received I've always had a relationship with God but now I'm like okay this is a podcast centered around faith yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I a lot of times I thought oh okay I don't want you know I had to get out of perfectionism I had to get out of all these things in my head and say I'm a real person too. Like yeah. I make mistakes, I fall, we ask questions, we don't know everything, but yeah. this is a safe space to do that. Yeah. So Casey, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Oh, Where can you. we get the gathering? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the gathering is available everywhere. You purchase your digital music. So if you're an iPhone person like me, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like me, <Yes>. iPhone. <laughs> no shade
1: to those other people. No, just <laughs> um, so, iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, Amazon, like wherever you purchase your music. Um, and then my friend, who is a photographer for the the backside of the record, he um, found it at Walmart. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. So if you're still into actual CDs, we we still have them here on the earth, uh, so you can get it that way. Um, so yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, any place you're gonna be coming up next? Um, um, I'm all kinds of places. <laughs> where can we follow you? Yes, I got you. Okay, so <laughs> I
1: am KCJ Music Everywhere. So um, that's on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the website is KCJ Music, where we keep an up-to-date calendar. So if you'd like to know where I will be physically. Um, I also uh, take a little bit of space up in some digital platforms. So I have a podcast as well. Ah! called Musings of a Wildflower. Um, and then I do a series on social media called Dear Worship Leaders, which is basically stories, uh, truths, lessons uh, for worship leaders and also for people who have the heart of a servant. Um, and so we post those every two weeks. Um, and we post a podcast every two weeks.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I love how we could be, you know, we're multifaceted. Yeah, That's what yeah. I love about our generation. Well, you guys, make sure you check out KCJ. Support her on all of her platforms. I'm your girl, Michelle and We love you. You can check out Christ Over Culture on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at Christ Over Culture. You can follow us on Twitter at Christ LV Culture. And you can visit our website, ChristOverCulture.com. Hit us up on Facebook too, Christ Over Culture Podcast, if you're interested. We love you. Leave us a review. And we pray that you continue to follow God Watch what you're taking in, watch what you're putting out, and really just in all things, give honor and glory to God and do what he calls you to do, despite what anyone else says. Love you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. This episode was executive produced by Michelle and Nate and Jose Partida. Special thank you goes to KCJ and her entire team for making this interview happen. Music was provided by Casey KCJ. The song is The Gathering from The Gathering Album. And Kendall Davidson, the song is Dreams from the album, The Samples of Life. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share it with a friend. Thank you for listening. you.